Warning. The show you're about to hear has been prepared by some of the best talent in the industry we could get. For the money. Do not attempt this at home. Doing so would only expose just how useless and brainless these people really are. If we didn't get him a job, he'd probably be dead. It's The Stansberry Show, Rock 106.9. You wanted us best, and you got the best! The Stansberry Show. Smartest man in the universe. And all I gotta say is it's Friday. And everybody help me say the sinner's prayer safe. Get up, come on, get down with the sickness. Get up, come on, get down with the sickness. Get up, come on, get down with the sickness. Massillon, Ohio, football is more than a sport. The number one grid city in America. Hold up. Wait a minute. Something ain't right. I'd rather watch two guys stand in the center of the ring and bang. For sure I would. If he were habitual homosexuals, then by all means, take a hike. Enemy! Enemy! You are my enemy! Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for my good friend, Satan. Get him out of here. Out. I like women! Women, 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 women! You can come over to my house and f*** my sister. Boom, 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 bam! I shot up in the door like that and the door flung open. We didn't have tornadoes here until we started putting into traffic circles. Because on the counter, you want to know why? That when people go round and round in circles, it causes disturbance in the atmosphere and causes tornadoes. Well, you ain't seen nothing, my friend, until you have a flame coming out of your butthole and you need an asbestos diaper to be able to keep that flame from burning a hole in your pants. My wife had my weed in their purse. And the mother cops took it. It was only like four grams, but it was really good weed. Yo, tell me with this Ice fishing. Well, on the surface it sounds good, and if you then allow ice fishing with shanties, then that leads to another problem, prostitution. Now you got the police chief and the police department involved. Just data points to consider. Don't hate on prostitution, because guess what? It's been going on since before humans, man, and you don't even know about it. All I gotta say is it's Friday. Listen very carefully. I quit this bitch. On the big station, Rock 106.9. Welcome to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Online always for you at WRQK.com. If you happen to be on Instagram, you can find me at Stan.Stansberry. At Stansberry Show, both on Twitter and Facebook. And your studio is reachable. 1-800-243-7625. We'll use that number together around 845 as I send you to see Slipknot. Not Fest. In this moment, Ginger Slipknot, all April 4th, Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. I'll get you guys hooked up around 8.45 this very morning. Got a lot to get to, including 9 a.m. You've heard of a doppelganger. Are you ready for a doppelbanger? <laughs> yeah, it's a thing. It's a thing. And honestly, this would not be for me at all. Not for me at all. And now you would think, because I have a little bit of an ego issue, right? You would think, but like it's not for me at all. I'll tell you what it is, why it would not be for me, and we'll get there. We'll do that coming up at 9. I saw that yesterday. I was like, geez, all right. Yeah, that's got Friday written all over it. Circle that one in red pen. Get back, get back to that one tomorrow for sure we will. Um, there's a list of names that they are now going to ban you from using for your children. I would imagine that what made this surface 
a little bit yesterday is Elon Musk. He and Grimes uh, announced they had their second child, I believe just named it uh, the letter Y. Um, and, uh, you know, dude, I will say I love Elon. All right. And, and you guys know how I feel about money. Um, there is something about that much money <laughs> where I think it does. It starts to rattle the brain a little where it's like, hey, let's just see if what, you know what I mean? Nobody's really there to tell you no. Nobody's really there to stop you. None of the families, you know, they're all just waiting for the golden, you know, for the golden eggs to come out of your back pocket, you know. And so, like, nobody's, there's nobody there to tell you no. And so, like, remember, what is the, what, what are the Jacksons? Didn't they name their kid Your Majesty or something? I was like, Jesus Christ. I mean, like, at the end of the day, dude, stuff is nuts. But, like, uh, I will say money leads to some stuff like that. Um, what, what was their other, what was the other one? Um, the, the, the one celebrity, God, I forget her, Gwyneth Paltrow. Didn't she name her daughter Apple? Or something, which is just like, God, man, if we're going to talk about how we care about bullying, then we got to talk about what we name these kids, right? So we're going we're gonna to get there 8 a.m. this morning. Jussie Smollett yesterday uh, faced his uh, faced his uh, judge yesterday, got his punishments. I feel like it was a little light. We'll remind everybody what happened. I have some audio from the courtroom. We'll give you that. And then on top of that, I'm going to give you a couple of tweets from the president and the vice president. And I'm going to ask the question at 7 a.m. why these are not considered to be mean tweets. Why aren't these mean tweets? I heard about that a lot, man, for a couple of years. Now, I'm not going to sit in here and try to make the argument that Biden's as bad about mean tweeting as the previous president was. We all know that that's not Biden's thing. That's not who he is. As a matter of fact, I doubt honesty is who he really is, right? But at the end of the day, like mean tweeting and that, that that's not going to be who he was. But there were some tweets that week surrounding that case that should absolutely be framed as mean tweets. And so I'll be the one to frame those as mean tweets. And we will do that at 7 o'clock. I'm actually looking forward to that a little bit. Here's what's next on the Stansberry Show. Well, yesterday on the program, we ran down this list of like 30 sad songs. AmericanSongwriter.com is who did it. You can find 10, 15 other lists out there. And welcome to the list. They're created so people will argue about them. But they left a lot of stuff off this list. You guys actually put together a much better list. So we'll revisit and play your honorable mentions and figure out who's right. You or them. And we'll start that process. We'll do it next on The Stansberry Show. The Stansberry Show. Oh, this feels so good. I feel so whole. We're popular. On Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. 845, get you hooked up with those Slipknot tickets. Bringing in this moment in Ginger with them, April 4th, Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. And the week passing out another pair of those. Yesterday on the program, we let you know about this list from AmericanSongwriter.com, and it is uh, the 30 saddest songs all time. Now, I really felt like the rock format got overlooked. I did. Let me give you some stuff that was on it. Like, um, let me see here. This was on it. I don't remember exact positions and all that. Um, but I know this was on it. And this is a sad song. But she was on it twice. And, like, I love her. She's great. I'm a huge fan. I thought twice on the list of 30 seems a little high. Because, again, they. this is a sad song, too. 
I mean, she she does. She knows how to reach into the chest. She does. She she's good at that. Hey, you got feelings in there? Watch me just. You know, what I mean, it's almost like it's almost like Temple of Doom, right? <laughs> she just reaches in there, pulls out the pulsing heart. Like she's good at that. You know, this was on it. That's sad. But I said I was like, I made this point yesterday about this. Is this a sad song, or is the imagery of the movie sad? Because I think without this movie, Titanic, I think this song gets big because it's a great song from a good artist, right? So, like, I think it, the song gets big. It's not this big for sure, but it, it gets big. It's a big hit. But I think it would just be considered to be a great love song. I think the imagery, when you put stuff in movies and TV shows and stuff, it sells it in another level. Kind of feel like that. This is. This was on it. Yesterday, all my troubles seem so far. I know this song is supposed to be sad. It doesn't really pull me that way. This was on it. This is sad. And I'll make the same argument about Titanic, though. Great love song. Without the bodyguard and him carrying her and all that, like, are we. Is this going to be as sad as it's considered to be? I'm not sure about that. I'll, pr- I'll kind of prove what I'm talking about here. This is sad without imagery. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. You just know. Homie is miserable. He's just letting you know. It's not <laughs> Bro, it sucks. <laughs> it was better when she was around. Right? Absolutely. Now, this was also on the list, and I thought it was sad. That's sad. Would you know my name if I saw you in heaven? He's talking to his dead kid. Who fell out of a window. Now, people said to me yesterday, you know they were high when it happened. It doesn't make it any less sad. The kid still fell out of a window. He died. There's a song about it. As a matter of fact, is people were like, well, it's negligent. Okay? Things that are negligent are sad. Now, talk about whether or not he should have been charged. And that, that's a separate conversation. That's a separate conversation. And I'm not sure why it was important to have it. Like, I, I really don't. At the end of the day, watch, I can spin it. The negligence actually makes it sadder for him and you, right? Right? Because aren't you now sitting there thinking like, God, yeah, that's actually, dude, had he just, had you just not been on drugs, right? Which, by the way, we don't know that. There are plenty of accidents who happen with kids whose parents were perfectly sober when it happened. So we don't know that. It's easy to say that. I'm not sure we know that. Sorry, I'm chuckling because that very thing is what got Louis C.K. all pissed off at the last afternoon show I was a part of. And he went on Howard Stern and he made fun of the host. And all that stuff. Like, oh, my God. Like, I just I forgot. It was all about Eric Clapton's kid. I forgot about that. Sorry, I got a little distracted on that one. Uh, this is. This was on it. I think this was number two. Nothing compares to you. Sinead O'Connor. And number one. It's sad. I don't like the song enough to get all the way through it. So I don't think it never really pulls on my heartstrings like that because I don't really care for the song enough. I, I recognize it's good. It's just I don't really care about it. But again, I've seen it in movies where I'm like, all right, yeah, that's the right song to play right now. Like, oh, yeah, just hug her, man. Like, why won't you? Right? And like, there's a little bit of that. And like, that can kind of happen. You guys put together a better list. Like, this got suggested. 
Now, this one doesn't... Again, it's a love song, a sad love song, I guess, but, like, I don't necessarily... This one doesn't make me feel sad. Like, I don't sit there and think, oh, my God, how sad is that? I don't... That doesn't necessarily happen, but I get it. Um, this got suggested here. I just hate it so much. The original's great, and it will be timeless forever, but, like... I mean, literally, dude, like, seriously, dude, take the pickle out of the side of your mouth. Now, somebody suggested this saddest songs ever. Yeah, welcome to people not knowing what songs are about. Once you start realizing that abortion's on the table in the lyrics of this song, it's like, okay, that's sad, obviously. It's, and again, this is why people are like, nah, dude, this is why brown sugar's not good. And this is, I see, again, this is going to open this door. Is because, like, songs don't get consumed the way they're in necessarily for what their intent was. They don't. And artists know that. And so they kind of, like, they kind of get, it's a therapy session. They get to talk about what they want to talk about. And most people don't take the time to really think about it. Just is it sonically pleasing? That's what we do. Yeah, that one's sad, though. Again, a lot of people said this, and I think this is just a love song. I'm not sure. It's a breakup song, sure. And if I'm in, if I'm in that feeling, this would be sad. To me, all right, how are we going to qualify what's sad? Does, if, does hearing a song automatically take you to that mood? And I love Cheap Trick. I love Cheap Trick. And I love this song. It doesn't automatically make me feel sad if I'm not. If I was going through a breakup and I was listening to it, you could you could pull me. That 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 that, that would get me. Like, all right, yeah, all right, let, let's work it out, Robin. Keep you you keep belting it out, buddy. <laughs> right? I, I would be into that. But now a lot of people said Jimi Hendrix here, the wind cries Mary. This doesn't come off. I mean, it's not let me stand next to your fire. It's not that, but it doesn't necessarily make me feel sad. Like, all right, I'll give you this one actually is sadder, I think. Like, the moment that starts, you know, it's like, I, I, I'm supposed to be feeling a certain way about something. I believe I'm supposed to be crying right now, right? Like, you can kind of feel that. Maybe it's just me. What wasn't on the list, this got suggested yesterday, too, by the way. That's a sad song, dude. That's sad. That's a sad... Tim McGraw, that's sad. Tommy's daddy was taking him fishing when he was eight years old. Now, this wasn't on the list either yesterday, and that's where I thought the list was egregious. Again, 30 saddest songs, saddest songs of all time, according to an American songwriter. I mean, come on. Come on. This is the original sad song. Like, that's what, I mean, right? I mean, outside of Here Comes the Bride, but this is like, this is like it, right? Now, again, I said, I think rock got overlooked. And Metallica's fade to black? I mean, come on. Come on. This is, I mean, it's a suicide note. 
It's sad. It's pretty sad. A lot of people said one too, um, and if you you know if you go back and link it to the movie it's based on and all that, and bring the context into it, and they would be right about that. Again, welcome to people. They just like the way it sounds. Stand by, take him out, right? And everybody just kind of likes that part. That that one would get me. The number one suggestion by the audience: saddest songs ever. I love covers. I like this cover way less than other people do. I, I like it. I hurt myself today. But I do like this cover for one reason. It proves something I always say. It's not songwriting, bro. It's not lyrics. Is how is it presented? This sounds like a, this has this song sounds like it has a completely different meaning when Johnny Cash does it versus Nine Inch Nails. The needle tears the hole. Messaging's the same, words are the same. But yet I feel different stain. about it. Hmm. Try to kill Why it is that? All away. It's because the seventh grade poetry ain't really the thing, dude. <laughs> it ain't really the thing, right? And like that's it's it's a completely different song. What have I, I feel like people give this song I feel like people give that version a little too much credit. For the same reason when Betty White says something dirty, it's like, oh, Grandma said something dirty, and Johnny Cash isn't supposed to like Nine Inch Nails, so it's kind of cool. I like the different personalities. They're funny, entertaining. The Stansberry Show, Rock 106.9. Always a good time, always fun. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Just gave you Johnny Cash's version of Hurt, because uh, people were suggesting it as one of the saddest songs ever. We talked about this list yesterday from American Songwriter, and I did really do think they got it all wrong. Now, they got it wrong, so we would do what we're doing right now. Um, but it's, you know, it's fun to talk about opinion-based stuff, right? You know, it's fun to talk about that versus like, oh, you know, who's to blame for inflation, right? It's, it's kind of fun to do that kind of stuff. Michael telling me he's never heard that version of Hurt. Likes it better than the Nine Inch Nails version. Yeah, see, I like it. I don't like it better than the Nine Inch Nails version. Um, is it sad? Sure. It sounds like an old man who has regrets. That is sad. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's an old man who's like, you know what? I'm not sure I did everything right. Yeah, like that. that's going to be a little sad. I actually like Trent's version a lot better. But that's just, you know, it's a personal thing, right? You know, it's a preference thing. Um, a lot of people made suggestions on songs that weren't on the list here. Let me see here. Was this Jessica that told me this? This is Five She likes Five Fingers cover of, of Gone Away. Now again, the Offsprings version's a little up tempo. Cuz another buddy, my Donnie reached out he's like, "Dude, what about Gone Away by the Offspring?" And he was like, but he said he's like it's a little up tempo, so I'm not sure it sells the sadness. It makes me think of my dad, Gone Away by the Offspring. Honestly, every time Gone Away by the Offspring's on in this studio, I have to turn the monitors down. I can't do that. Now, sometimes in my car when I want to let it out or at home when I want to let it out, I'll do it. But in here, I'm like, nah, man, I got to fly this ship. I, I can't have that going on right now. And I'll, I'll turn it down. Like, I, that will. That song kind of gets me in that level. I don't really care for Five Fingers version, but fine. You know, they, they sell a little bit of a sadder version. So I could understand why Jessica would connect with that, you know, and, and, and kind of take it as, um, as really sad. You know, somebody said, you know, Everybody Hurts isn't really. That one's not, not, so, not so bad here. Somebody suggested this one. And again, 
he made the point that the ASPCA commercials and all of that and Sarah McLaughlin and it's like, you know, the cat's got an eye patch on, you know what I mean? And it's like, well, damn it, now I mean, I should probably donate some money. Hey, you know what, let's go vegetarian for dinner tonight too, but right, like there's, that commercial will get you. And she's got a voice and a half on her. She does. And it's hot at the end of the day. I need some distraction. Oh, beautiful release. Oh, I got to look and see if we have this song I'm being told about. So somebody suggested this. It's a country song, and I'm willing to bet a lot of you don't know it. But it's it's if heaven wasn't so far away, this is a sad song. And I actually went and saw Justin Moore and Lee Bryce here in Canton at the Civic Center. And I watched a kid stand up in the middle of this song. Cowboy hat, big belt buckle, boots. Skull ring in the back pocket, the whole bit, dude. Crying his eyes out. He had to walk out of the theater, out of the arena. Sure, was, made him think about his dad, made him think about his grandpa, probably something. But yeah, the. the I, I'm, I'm trying to. I, 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 all right, so you guys, I'm trying to extend here so we can get to the chorus of the song because the chorus of the song is really sad for those of you that haven't heard it. To ride around in that old truck with him. The way he talked By my long lost cousin John The one we left back in Vietnam Show him a picture of his daughter now She's a doctor and he'd be proud That's a sad song. That is sad. Now you gotta like country music. That's just it. You kind of have to like the format. I'm surprised. Well, I think somebody did suggest this one yesterday. I'm not sure anybody has suggested it today. This is a sad song. Isn't this the one where he says, I know you will be the son in somebody else's life, but why? Just why couldn't it have been mine? Is this that one? That's sad. I'm pretty sure that's this one. That's sad. That's a lyric you can feel. It's a lyric I felt back in the day, for sure. That's a sad song. Eddie's kind of annoying these days. Coward of the con- uh, coward of the county. Okay, that's a pretty sad song. Almost home by Craig Morgan. Do we have that? I don't know if I have. Is it? Oh. You should know. Featuring Craig Morgan, I'll be home soon. No, 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 it's this one, right? Almost home, sorry. I don't know if I know this one. I don't know if I know it. He had plastic bags wrapped around his shoes. He was covered with the evening news. Had a- Pair of old wool socks on his hands. 
I'll give you a country song I'm surprised nobody has mentioned. Oh my God, do we not have it? Do we not have In Color by Jamie Johnson? Stop it. I was afraid that he was dead. I gave <laughs> oh my God, we do- oh my God, I'm almost embarrassed to tell you that. When he opened up his that eyes, is- I said, oh man, are you okay? Wow, that's almost egregious we don't have that. That's, wow. I, I must be missing it somewhere. It's got to be in here. I'm looking for James Taylor's Fire and Rain. That song's pretty sad. I'll take James Taylor. You know, a lot of people say, you know, somebody said, what about Tears in Heaven? Yeah, that's actually on the original list. That, I think that was number three on the original list. Oh, dude, this guy's right. This song, I, I, when I first heard this song, I was like, what a stupid idea for a song. But this song, if you like country music, it is sad. It is. I Drive Your Truck by Lee Bryce. It is sad, dude. It's about his soldier brother that's dead, and he drives his brother's truck around. because that's, Dude, it is sad. This song, it's, again, the title's kind of dumb, and you're like, oh, these country guys in their F-150s, right? But this song's sad, dude. Half-empty bottle of Gatorade rolling in the floorboard. That dirty Braves cap on the dash. Dog tags hanging from the rear view. Yeah, that's sad. Old skull can and cowboy boots and a gold army shirt. Ugh. Folded in the bag. It's like so honest that you that it's like, like crazy. it's like, dude, this has to be somewhat true. Either for him or the guy who whoever wrote it. People got their ways. But like it feels that honest. I drive your truck. Yeah, that's a sad. That's a sad one. Oh God, yeah, man. What, dude? You guys are amazing at this, dude. You guys are really, really good at this. You guys are so. Where is this at? Where you guys are so right, Dan? You're really good at this, buddy. That's a good call. Where the hell is that? All right, I'm running up against my clock here just a little bit. I do apologize for that. And since I got you all misty-eyed on your way into work, let's pick up the mood a little bit. Let's pick up the room a little bit. Just kidding. Hi. What's up? We're the Stansberry Show. 90% of it is holding in farts. Cool. I like that too. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. 845. Get you hooked up with those Slipknot tickets. Not Fest. Coming to Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse in this moment. Ginger, Slipknot, all of them. We've been talking about sad songs on the program, and it's because a list got put out the other day, 30 Saddest from American Songwriter. And look, lists are made for the purpose to debate, right? And so no list is ever going to be perfect. Um, Now, they had Everybody Hurts by R.E.M. as number one. But this wasn't on their list at all. And I'm sorry, whether you like the song or not, it's kind of been 
crowned like the original tearjerker, right? Like, it's kind of one of those, right? But people have been sending in a lot of their suggestions. Let me tell you a song that did not get suggested, neither yesterday nor today. And I'm surprised because it was a big, big song. Song's kind of sad, right? And again, the imagery, the movie, you know the ending. It's a pretty good movie. She loves this movie. I mean, we went and saw it, then we had to buy it, and then... Are you happy in this modern world? Or do you need more? That's a sad song. Is there something... Somebody mentioned this one. They said, man, I'm surprised with as much as you, you know, talk about your dad and the connection and, and, and all that. And like, you're an easy cry in that area. And you grew up in, in the time this was out and big. He's like, I'm surprised you didn't have anything to say about this. Mike and the mechanics in the living years. Yeah. I just forgot about it as a song. You bastard. Blames the one before. Huh. It's pretty interesting, right? It's a great song, man. You gotta remember, Genesis kind of goes their separate ways a little bit, and this dude comes out with this. By the way, I just bought Invisible Touch on vinyl. It should be delivered in a day or two. I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah, I got to shut that one off. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry, man. I can't do it. Uh, Bill said this is his. He lost his dad three years ago, and I hate to do it to him because he says every time he does it, every time he hears it, he's got to turn it off. So, Bill, I, sorry, I'm sorry, buddy, but you should be here by Cole Swindell. It's a, it, it doesn't necessarily pull on me, but it is a sad song. It's perfect outside. It's like God let me dial up the weather. Yeah, that it is sad. The whole crew here. I ain't seen some of them in forever. It's one of those never forget it, better stop and take it in kind of scenes. A lot of people mentioned this one too from the country world, Whiskey Lullaby. And I guess a couple of people have done this song, right? I actually don't know who the original artist is. She put him out. He's good, though. Brad's good. Like and a Browns fan. You know what I mean? Cigarette. It's a little thumbs up for Brad there. She you know? broke his I don't have a strong he connection to this song, but sounds sad. Here's another one people said overwhelmingly. Sad songs. Jay and William both telling me holes in the floor of heaven. Let me see if I have it. We do not. I don't think. Looking back. This song's sad. All the memory of the dance we shared beneath the stars above. Oh God. John is so he's so right. I gotta find this song. This is so sad. How could I have known that you'd ever say goodbye? 
So this is another country guy, but this is a sad breakup song. And honestly, as a guy who's kind of gone back and forth a couple of times in the last year or so, I'm like, whether or not we're going to stay together, tired apart, what are we going to do? Going through those times, this has been on playlists a lot in my house. This guy nails this song. It, barring no format, this is a great song. Her hands wrapped up in mine. Tears rolling out of her eyes. No messing with the made up. Ain't always the cowboy by John Party. Now again, you gotta have to like country music, and I know I like this stuff more than the guy wearing the black shirt and have a t-shirt just trying to get through the shift at the factory this morning. I know. It ain't always a cowboy. I think it's the first line of the second verse that gets me every time in this song. Let me just give me a couple of seconds in here. Yeah, this is it, right? This part of the song always gets me. Never seen over from this side. Never heard lonely get this quiet. Still, I can't. Yeah, man. You lose somebody you really love, man. You'll feel like that. Yeah, that one, that one, I got to give it to you, man. As a guy who kind of likes the bro country stuff, I'm into John Party, man. I like that guy. Uh, I think he's pretty talented. Heartache on the dance floor I liked. Um, I really liked, what was his first one? What I Can't Put Down? I like that song a lot. I'm into that guy. Uh, I think John Party's actually a really talented dude. Uh, let me see here. This was not on the list set of songs ever. I mean, come on. You know, there she is, just hugging the golden retriever, begging you for the money. You know, I mean, it's like, I get how the sticker ends up on the car. You know what I mean? You got a Subaru Outback. What else you got to do? You got to get a coexist, a coexist sticker. You got to get an animal sticker. He's so well-rounded. He's pointless. Boom! Roasted. The Stansberry Show. Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show, where really today, you guys are the ones doing it. We've been talking about this list that got put out the other day about saddest songs ever, and they did kind of butcher it. Everybody Hurts was their number one, but Cats in the Cradle wasn't even on it. And I think you guys did a much better job putting the list together. We've been playing a bunch of your suggestions this morning, at least clips there of them. Uh, A buddy of mine suggested this one because it makes his mom cry. Every time, and anything that kind of pulls on your parents, it, it'll kind of stick with you, right? There are Bob Seger songs that I love, but it's like, yeah, man, it, it makes me think about driving down the road with my dad, and I'm like, all right, man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start busting up, man. It, it'll happen. Uh, he had this one. This one uh, makes his mom cry. Don't know much about history. Don't know much biology. Yeah. For me, it just I link it to. To me, I just link it too much to um, uh, Animal House, and so like it kind of takes like that kind of a. Is that that the right one? Yeah, that's the right thing. All right, um, here was another one. I'll be by Edwin McCain. Yeah, this is sad. This is sad. 
It's a good song too. Like it's damn good. Now, Cody suggested this because we were talking about how rock music got kind of overlooked. And I think he's right here. And he he also mentioned, he's like, you know, he's like, you always talk about this. People don't really listen to the meaning of stuff. They don't really know what's going on here. But again, you're talking about a Vietnam vet, um, you know, uh, story here. And this, it's, again, people lose the messaging and the coolness of his voice and the coolness of the song. And and the chorus is just kind of fun to sing. And so, like... But if you really listen, that is a sad song. That's a pretty sad song. It's a good song, though. I got to be honest with you, Cody. For me, Alice in Chains, their Unplugged album is the one. Oh, God, I'm going record shopping today. If I find that in the store today, I'm going to buy it. I, uh, they have a song called Brother. And that one gets me more than Nutshell, gets me more than Rooster, gets me, and it's because it's about two men who can't come together and work their issues out. And there's a reason why I love my father as much as I do now. It's because we didn't always get along the way we did at the end. And in that song, Brother, he talks about, please don't run away the way you used to do. Meaning, you don't know how to handle your emotions, man. We can't come together. And then at the end of the song, it's, I won't run away the way I used to do. That one gets me. Brother from Alice in Chains gets me every time. Every time. That is, it completely sums up early on in my life with my dad. That struggle of breaking down barrier to where we could get together. That one, yeah, that one gets me. I, uh, yeah, Rooster is sad. This wasn't on here either. Now, it's, he's talking about how great she looks and they're going to go out to dinner or whatever. But it's still kind of, I guess it's just a great love song, right? It just feels like it should be sad. But I guess it's not sad. I mean, they're there together. He's just waiting for her to get ready. Now, how much time we spend waiting for people to get ready? That that, that takes forever. That takes forever. But I I always liked that one. Again, Harry Chapin wasn't on the list. I thought that was a little egregious. Oh, my God. All right. Somebody's suggesting this, and do yeah, I have it right here. They say, every time you play this, it makes me cry. And when I start this, it's inappropriate to stop it, I feel like. So I am going to have to play this one in its entirety. It's a minute and 51 seconds. Most of you that listen a lot have probably heard it before, but I feel like stopping this one in the middle of it is inappropriate. So we're just like going to let this one roll. Can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we held at the twilight's last gleaming, whose bright stripes and bright stars through the perilous.
Damn time she gets me, dude. Like she's got that. She's seven now. This is years ago. She was seven when she did that, and she's got the power. She's got that whole thing, and it's cute and that whole thing. The song's not obviously necessarily sad, although that can be depending on what it is you're thinking about. But like the emotion in that will will get you. And again, imagery, right there. You are at the ballpark. You got the planes going over top, the big flags on the field, the whole bit, right? And the imagery kind of sells it. And just, but at the very end of that, when she turns right back into a seven-year-old, she's like, thank you. <laughs> just that part gets me every, every single time. Oh, I got another one of those, by the way. This just happened, I guess. Uh, I believe it was a soccer match. It was at North Carolina, I think, I, I think this is where this happened was. But a mic failure happened during the, uh, during the anthem, and then this broke out in the stadium. I love that right there. I love that, and here's why. That mic went out on that woman. It's an embarrassing thing. And instead of everybody in that stadium reaching for their phone to TikTok it, to talk about how she's screwing up, to mess with her, they all stand on their feet, sing the anthem, and save the moment. That I love. By the way, that's all those people coming together in unison. Over a song they tried to make, not a song, an anthem. They tried a year ago to make you hate. How'd that work out? It's like memes for your ears. The Stansberry Show, Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 1069. We'll get back into the sad song things at nine. We're going to get back into that. I uh, There's some more here. I found a few more in the system. I'm like, yeah, dude, what about that? What about that? What about that? We'll get there. We'll do it. Going to put it away for a little bit now. I do want to touch on this Jesse Smollett uh, verdict yesterday. For those of you that don't remember, he had staged a, um, well, uh, a hate crime 
on himself. He had claimed uh, they tried to lynch him in downtown Chicago in the middle of the night wearing MAGA hats. And I remember saying, dude, downtown Chicago is not uh, like a bastion of right-wing people. Like, that's not, like, dude, come on. Like, nah, this one feels sketchy to me, right? And the rope was still around his neck and the whole bit, right? And, he, you know, he went on TV and he went crying about it. And most people were like, ah, dude, let's wait and see how this one shakes out. Because there was a lot of stuff going on around that time, right? And a lot of people didn't take the time to wait. But sure enough now, he's been found, well, I guess guilty. Um, He's been sentenced to probation and 150 days in jail, which we all know he'll never serve the entire 150. He won't even come close. And when he gets out, I'm sure there's a Netflix series already in the works, right? I would imagine there is. Let me give you some tweets here that weren't considered to be mean tweets. I want you to think about something, man. These are power. These are leaders of our country. And we were living through tumultuous times then and now. And tweets like these, without realizing whether or not you have the facts yet or not, are egregious. And these people need to be reminded this is who they were and how dangerous they were making things out there. Let's start with everybody's favorite, Joy Reid. Nooses are really never, never really disappeared as a message of a very specific kind of terror. But every time they're used, my God, it's chilling. Pray for Jussie's full recovery. Pray for us all. Okay, he hired two people of color to attack him and then blamed white America. You want to want to wait until we get that figured out, Joy? Or she got a big platform, by the way. Pretty big platform on CNN. Anybody want to take her platform away from her? Got a big platform. Where'd that word go? No. Maybe her platform's not big enough. You want to go with a Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez? She's got a pretty big platform. There's no such thing as racially charged. This attack was not possibly homophobic. It was a racist and homophobic attack. If you don't like what is happening to our country, then work to change it. It's no one's job to water down or sugarcoat the rise of hate crimes. Okay. Want to, want to wait till we get, want to, no, platform, deplatform her. A lot of people, she's got a lot of influence over people. Pretty hateful, pretty hateful tweet there. Oh, let's go with the vice president. Jesse Smollett is one of the kindest, most gentle human beings I know. I'm praying for his quick recovery. This was an attempted modern-day lynching. No one should have to fear for their life because of their sexuality or color of their skin. We must confront this hate. Now what I feel like we have to confront is, is that doing things like what he did actually makes things worse for everybody out there. Anybody want to talk about that? Am I going to get tweets today about that? By the way, no bigger platform than the White House, right? No bigger platform than that one. Okay. Oh, president. Yeah, let's go with the president. What happened today to Jussie Smollett must never be tolerated in this country. We must stand up and demand that we no longer give this hate safe harbor, that homophobia and racism have no place on our streets and in our hearts. We are with you, Jussie. Didn't even wait. Not even a half a day. Not even a critical thinking session of are we going to get extent are we going to be exposed here? Nothing. It's okay. Now people get on me when I get stuff wrong. I have no power, no legislative ability. Nobody's looking at me for true leadership of the country. And yet you can bone it that goddamn hard. And nothing. Let's shut up more podcasters though. Let's shut up more people tweeting though. It's ridiculous as a person who believes there are serious race issues in this country. And that's why I'm pissed today about this. 
Because this doesn't help it. It only makes it worse. It only makes it worse. And by the way, when stuff like this happens and when leaders tweet like this and don't have the facts, this is what makes people suspicious every time the next case comes down the road. You need to throw the book at this kid. But you won't. But you won't. And as a guy who believes in white privilege, and I absolutely do, don't kid yourself, baby. There is for sure, and I mean for sure, celebrity privilege. They're kind of sensitive, so do us a favor and fake it if you have to. Oh, baby, this is the best I've ever had. Please, don't stop. The Stansberry Show, Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9, online for you at WRQK.com. We were talking about Jesse Smollett. He, uh, the verdict got read yesterday. He's basically been, um, he's been given probation and 150 days in jail, which I do not believe he'll serve all of. I don't believe that. Um, and you know what? Actually, you know what I have here? I have, uh, I have the judge kind of like reading him the riot act about the fact that his name has become, you know, synonymous, uh, you know, with lying. Your very name has become an adverb for lying. And I cannot imagine what could be worse than that. People talk about uh, situations where somebody's uh, lying. The moment he said it, I can't imagine anything worse than that. I was like, he ain't going to jail. <laughs> like, not for a long time. I was like, nope, he's talking about how, like, society's going to make this kid pay. And there's, and I was like, eh, I knew we were getting the pivot right there. Trying to manipulate and maneuver a story, and, and your name comes up. And it's, oh, pulling a justice, something like that. That's awful. You're the butt of jokes. Comedians. Mainstream talk show hosts. They make jokes about you. They do sketches about you. I can't imagine anything worse than that. No, this is all self-inflicted. These are things you did to yourself. Which is true. He did it to himself. Again, the, uh, the event did not happen. The attack did not happen. Um, and I started reading some tweets from like Ocasio-Cortez and Joy Reid. By the way, I kind of screwed up. Joy Reid actually works at MSNBC, not CNN. I'm sorry I screwed that one up. Um, <clears throat> But we read one from Ocasio-Cortez. We read, uh, read one from, uh, from the vice president and the president there. Um, and there's a few other. Eric Solwell's in here because he always is. Um, and there's a few others. And I was making the point of, like, they didn't even take the time to wait to see if this really happened. Again, do I have the presidents here? Right? Yeah, but the president. What happened today to Justice Smollett must never be tolerated in this country. We must stand up and demand that no matter that we no longer give this hate safe harbor, that homophobia and racism have no place on our streets and in our hearts. We are with you, Jesse. And I was making the point, like, dude, they didn't even take the time to wait and see for sure whether or not this happened, and they're out there tweeting. And I said, people don't remember. It was very tense at that moment. Now, it's always been tense racially in this country. It's always been tense, right? Now we get, there's moments in time where it's like, eh, it feels a little better, better now. It feels, I feel like we're heightening it up right now. And I don't think it can be denied that actions like Jesse Smollett's lead to things being more tense. Plus the kid wasn't even smart. I mean, dude, the kid was so dumb. We tried to tell you it happened in downtown Chicago in the middle of the night. And then he hires two people of color to do it. Like what a moron. Like seriously, like he couldn't have been any dumber. And like that needs examination. Because people just want to go, ah, dumb. It's like, well, yeah, man, but it's also bold. He just assumed everybody would believe him. Think about that. He just thought this will be the most believable thing in the world. Look at the, look at the temperature in the room right now. That's what led to that. That should worry everybody. 
that he just thought universally it'll just be accepted on, on the surface. And look, he won wrong. The best and brightest, I'm told. No matter who's on the ticket, right? <laughs> the best and brightest. Didn't take the day. People get pissed at media. At NFL media for you know that sources. They light their hair on fire over quarterback news. Get it wrong. This is the leader of the country. Didn't wait, didn't take half a day. This is nuts. I'm sorry. I know the what aboutism. Well, what about Trump and the Twitter? You're right. I was critical of the tweets. And I kept saying, dude, he needs to put the fuck put the phone down. Sorry, I almost I almost got a little crazy. He needs to put the phone down. I kept saying it. This is a mean tweet. Because people look to that office for leadership. They're going to believe you. Now, Katie brought up an interesting point. She goes, you know, I heard that segment. She goes, aren't they just asking for events like that to stop? For tragedies like those to stop? Yes. But here's why it's not all right. One, it didn't happen. And two, those things do happen. And if they happen at the um, at the level I'm told and you're told and we're all told, and I believe in I buy into this stuff, these what people call narratives more than most of you. Why do we got to go look for one then? Here's why it bothers me. It was an actor on a TV show, so they thought people would wrap their arms around it, and they did, and so it, they didn't even bother. We need a thing. We needed. We need something that's good. And they needed it, and they used it. That's why. Also, if you're not putting that much thought into this, what else aren't you thinking all the way through? This isn't the guy that runs the local store down the street. These people run our country. That's scary. You need to think this out before you just put this, before you just say stuff. Last guy too, yes. But this is who we got now. So we got to talk about now. And it worries me. It does. I would like to see more racial harmony in this country. Every time I talk about it, I got people pissed at me. Oh, I'm never listening again. It's not as bad as you make it out to be. And these are the reasons why they think it. One step forward, 10 steps back, man. And that's why you can't let the kid out. That's why you got to show people, no, we messed this up. And you got to take ownership. You know how many people tell me throughout a week, any given week? Bro, most of the time I find you a little annoying. You think you know everything. You get a little out there for me. But the one thing you do is admit where you get it wrong. And most people don't. And so that wins me over with you a little bit. Think about that. People who would rather listen to somebody else. Choose me occasionally, because at least I'll be like, yeah, dude, kind of bone that one. I know I'm not the only one, but it's rare enough where people notice that. If it's important for the radio host and Rock 106.9 to do that, I'm sorry, dude, it's important for that office to do that. This is nuts. Like, nuts. What, is, what, are, what else are they not thinking through right now? 
that they're tweeting out or saying behind a podium. Want another one? The misinformation coming out of Joe Rogan's studio is so bad about the deadliest virus of all time. You know, I watched the entire press briefing the other day. It wasn't yesterday, but it was the other day. They didn't ask him a single COVID question, not one. Again, the same people who were telling me six months ago, you better run for fear. You better do this. Are the same people who didn't think this out. I'm sorry. We got to start adding numbers together at some point, right? At some point. It, it, it worries me because this is, a, this is an issue in this country and it's going to remain one as long as we continue to use it. And they didn't care that this happened to this kid. Let's be honest about something here. They didn't. They cared about the fact that it happened to an actor and that you might care about it. You know, everybody told me, oh, I'm willing to pay more if somebody will be nice and we'll pick people up off the ground. And I remember saying, yeah, but they're not going to pick anybody off, off the ground. They're just going to tell you they're going to pick people off, off the ground. They're not actually going to do it. We've seen it. Power, money, corrupt. No matter who you get. I'm sorry, man. If tweets were wrong and they were rifled off too fast, it's a standard and we got to hold it. It can't be terrible for the one guy to be a little too loose with the opinion. And now all of a sudden, like, nah, this one was all right. It is? I'm sorry. I don't think it is. And if you want people to take this situation more seriously, you got to show them you're taking it seriously. It's like I tell the radio station all the time, dude, they're not going to care about this until we care about it. That's how it works. That's how it works. A leader with no followers is a guy taking a walk. Waking up early sucks. Uh, I uh, just want to go back to bed. They make it suck less. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show, where there has been a little bit of an accident in the studio. Mission Control, a little wet right now. I, uh... This happens to me a couple of times a year. I was drinking some coffee, and I don't know if there was a wrong pipe issue or I don't know what happened, but it was like immediately it was like, nope, that's not, that's not, that's not gonna, that's not sitting in there, right? Things are gonna come back up. Had a little bit of a spit take issue. And unfortunately, I was facing the board and the computer screen. So, like, the whole left hand side of everything is like, that's a little wet. Damp, might one say. Here's a word people don't like a whole lot. Moist. I, uh, and it, it just, I mean, it was coming out of the, my mouth, out of my nose there. I got that, you know, you ever have that happen where it feels like you just chug chlorine for some reason? Like, I got, oh, God, yeah. Sorry, that was probably not. I bet that was not appealing, right? I bet that wasn't great. All right, we'll try to get through this here. Uh, I don't want to touch that right now. All right, let me see here. Uh, less prepared than I would like to be for this segment right now because that literally happened towards the end of that live song. And I was like, all right, well, I don't have time to get anything cleaned up or anything. Hey, uh, producer, run and get me some. Ah, never mind. All right, so I do have here a list of names that they say they're going to ban you from using. Um, if your child is born in this country, you will not be able to use these. Um, you will not be able to uh, name your kid this. So, you know, I guess we should uh, maybe have the conversation of, well, free country, right? Free country, right? It's like, well, you're not allowed to beat your kid openly, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? And so there are things, there are other forms of abuse, not just physical, right? And so some people will claim that, you know, certain baby names is, uh, it, it will be abuse. And it's like, well, kids are creative, though. Um, I mean, I was Dan Dan the garbage man <laughs> until, I mean, I don't know, until kids stopped doing that. 
And, um, you know, my last name was hard to say. There were a lot of things people would kind of butcher with that. Um, but I will admit, like, having, like, a very down-the-road, average, normal, I guess is for the lack of a better term, however, we'll set normalcy, um, but normal, excuse me, name, I don't necessarily hate. I kind of I kind of like that, um, that it's not strange or it's not spelled in some weird, crazy way. It wasn't, like, my last name was hard for substitute teachers to say, but, like, my first name was super easy. But I have here a list of names. You're not allowed to name your kid in America. The first one is, I swear to God, it's just the at symbol. You know, like on Twitter or on Instagram, it's just like the at symbol. Um, not allowed to do that. Now, I would imagine this list came out, and it's starting to hit headlines because Elon Musk just had his second child. They just announced that I guess they had kept the pregnancy hidden from what I understand. Um, and they had the uh, her, he and Grimes had their uh, their child, and they named it I think just the letter Y. Um, and the first one's got a weird I even forget it. I think it's A E something underscore I don't know something. But like you know he and Grimes they're weirdos. You know what I mean? Like I love Elon, but there is something about that much money where I think it does. It just makes you a little. I don't want to say nuts because I want that guy to start. I want that guy in charge of more stuff. But like, they're weird for sure. Eccentric. That's what we'll call it. We'll call it eccentric, right? The next name on the list of uh, names you're not allowed to name your kid is Messiah. I don't know uh, why not. Why not? I don't, I don't know that one. I mean, you can. I'm named after somebody from the Bible. I would imagine a lot of you are probably named after something in the Bible. I mean. I don't know about that one. Adolf Hitler is on the list. Now, that one is abuse, right? Like, it's going to be abuse. Like, people are going to terrorize your kid, and they're going to have to hear about the fact that you're probably not the best person ever, right? And your kid's not going to get invited over to sleep over. I mean, you are going to negatively affect your kid's lifestyle growing up. For sure you are. For sure you are. That would do that. I mean, I used to work with a guy on the radio. Maxwell, back in the day, great guy, good dude, and uh, he had some kids, you know, and things he would say on the radio would get his daughters sometimes uninvited from birthday parties, and I remember that was one of the things where I was like, yeah, man, I'm kind of, I'm going to stay kid free, like, really, like, dude, you're going to, like, that happens, like, people are that crazy, and, like, talk about cancel culture, right, that was, like, 20 years ago, Uh, but, like, that, and that's a little different than don't tweet, right? Um, but like that would happen. So imagine naming your kid that You're, they're going to be the town freak. Like that's it, you got to protect your kids from stuff a little bit. Now, here's another one, though. Next up on the list, ban baby names. Majesty. I don't get that one. I think it's stupid. You'll probably get teased a little. But I, going back to the Adolf Hitler thing, I don't think you're going to uninvite a kid to the house for a sleepover because their name is Majesty. You're probably not going to let your kids go over there for a sleepover because it's like those two are nuts, right? But like outside of that, I, although maybe, I mean, yeah, flip the coin, right? Now nobody wants to come to your house. I don't know if that's the reason why it got banned. I don't, I don't know about that. Next up on the list is Santa Claus. Not allowed to name your kid Santa Claus. Again, you're begging for your kid to get punched in the mouth there. Like, begging for it. Is it just three? Is it, or is it triple I? I, That's next up on the list. Okay, all right, we'll blow right by that one. Um, That one's a little difficult. Jesus Christ. 
Well, are you naming him Jesus Christ as his first name? Because like Jesus is a thing, right? Like there's, I mean, plenty of those, you know, we don't necessarily need to go to the low hanging fruit joke on that one. And you know what I mean? But there, but there are plenty of Jesuses out there. I mean, they're, 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 I mean, I guess we don't have to put a number on it either, but you know, there, there's a lot of them out there, right? So like, but if you're naming your kid Jesus Christ as the first name, that's a problem. Now, the next two I was shocked about. These are banned baby names in this country, by the way. I'm shocked about these. And I make fun of this all the time, like when people in relationships call each other this, because, well, you have mustard stains on your sweatpants and targets, so like maybe the royal court, you know, the royal court isn't where you, where you hail from. But like king and queen. T.I.'s got a kid named King, doesn't he? I think T.I., I think the rapper T.I., I think he's got, what, King and Major, and now he's been arrested on gun charges and all kinds of stuff. And I, I didn't he and his wife get accused of, like, holding a woman hostage for sex? And, like, all, dude, he's been accused of all kinds of stuff. Who the hell knows what's going on down there in Atlanta? But, like, he's, uh, he's been accused of some wild things down there. Um, I, uh, I, this one, you're going to get teased. But again, I got teased for Dan Dan the garbage man. I mean, there's no no kid is going through school without crying. At least once for being made fun of. Like it's just not going to happen. Some kids get it a little bit more than others, and I would agree you have to protect your kids the best you can there. So I'm not going to name my kid Majesty or Adolf Hitler or Santa. I mean, Adolf Hitler's insane. And here's what's terrifying, right? Is that why did they have to do that? Because an idiot tried it. Like, they didn't just go, you know what, put Hitler down there there, make sure our bases are covered. That's not what happened. An idiot walked in. Dude, an idiot literally tried to do that, and they were like, eh, you know what, maybe not. But I'm surprised here. Majesty and, and King and Queen, I mean, literally one of the Jacksons did name their kid. Not even Majesty. It was Jer Majesty. Whatever the hell that might be. Hey, uh, when it gets uncomfortable and weird, that's when they're at their best. The Stansberry Show, Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 1069. I have slipknot tickets. Gonna pass those out here in a moment. In this moment, Ginger, part of that too. Should be a good time. April the 4th. Rocket Mortgage Field House. All right, um, did not mention this yesterday, did not mention it most of today. Damn near done with the program, and I think that's why I want to mention it. Baseball got their issues worked out. From what I hear, April the 7th, I guess, is when we're going to get opening day there. And I guess we're getting bigger bases and all kinds of stuff, right? And that's another reason to talk about it. People don't even care what happened. They really don't. This sport baffles me. It makes a ton of money. Baseball makes a boatload of money. And yet... All I, every article I read is nobody's going through the turnstiles. People don't watch it. Now, it, it's, there's a lot of TV money, and the diehards are just like the diehards in golf. Like I actually heard Dan Patrick say this yesterday. He's like, the thing about a diehard baseball fan is they do watch all 162 games. Like They do. They, they go out of their way to try to do that. Casuals probably watch 30, maybe. And I think he's, uh, we're both probably using hyperbole there a little. Um. And I thought messing with opening day, I was like, dude, this is where this, you know, there's passion in it early in the season. Now, Scott from winningfornextyear.com, we'll have him on again on Monday. 
He was like, nah, man, opening day is opening day. Like, it doesn't necessarily, like, it's not, you're not in love with the date on the calendar. You're in love with the fact that it's the first baseball game of the season. Whenever they decide to start playing, that's going to be opening day. You'll still have that passion. He's probably right on that one there, right? Um, But baseball could barely get on the front page when they were having a work stoppage. And now all of a sudden, the stoppage is over, and that barely won't break the front page. If I'm a young baseball player, forget the fan for a second. If I'm a young player, maybe even say still in the minors, looking at the future of baseball, I'm panicked. I got to be honest, I'm panicked. I'm looking at it going, Aaron Rodgers staying with the team. He didn't leave. He stayed where most people thought he was going to stay. There were fringe people who thought he was going to be a Bronco or going to be this or going to be that. Most people really thought those are people rooting for interesting. And trust me, I know what that looks like. Your boy has to root for interesting a lot, right? So I understand how that, how that works. But Aaron Rodgers staying with the team in an offseason trounced any baseball news whatsoever. If I'm a young baseball player, I want to know what the hell was going on in those negotiating rooms to to combat that. You guys want to make the bases bigger, talk about the ball, are we juicing, are we not? How do I make people care about this again? That's what I would want to know. Is it as simple, by the way, as we got to get the younger audience in this? The NFL's got Nickelodeon splashing stuff all over the screen when touchdowns happen. Because they understand. These young kids have TikTok and Instagram. They have all this stuff. They don't necessarily live and die by wide receiver. Not right now. Not the real young kids. So go be where they are. Fill up the fill the bucket before before it needs to be filled. Like what what are we doing here? If Again, it, the fans going to be fine this season. You're going to get your games. Go buy your jersey. The Guardians are officially underway. I get it. But if I'm a young baseball player, I'm looking at it like, all right, man, there's money in this sport. For sure there is. But, like, what are we doing for the passion of the sport? Because there was a work stoppage. And baseball accounts I follow on Twitter were like, eh. Like, no, 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 you can't be eh. I can be eh. You got to be all in. You're a baseball. Like, what? Like, so the the passionate baseball accounts are like, eh. Like, I think that's bad. I do. I think it's bad. And I think the problems are bigger than the bases need to be this size or whatever the hell those idiots were crying about. I That one would worry me. If I'm a minor leaguer, I'm looking at the I'm looking at baseball like, dude, people can trash and they can boo Roger Goodell all they want at the draft. But they watch the draft. They watch preseason games. They will go to practices. They'll go to spring not spring training. They'll go to training camp. They'll go well, although people do go to spring training for baseball too. Let's not get carried away. They do do that. But we cannot deny that the passion for the one product I mean, it's not even clear. You would need NBA and baseball numbers together, wouldn't you? <laughs> to even get to the passion the NFL has? If I'm a young player in the league, that's what I want my commissioner to be talking about. How do we get back to being America's pastime again? What is the barrier here? Why can't we get interest here? That is what, if I would be putting the pressure on Manfred to be giving me those answers. Not whatever the hell else they were talking about there. Slipknot's playing April the 4th, Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. In this moment, Ginger going. 
and you are too. I'll take caller 20, 1-800-243-7625, and get the tissues out. We're going back to sad songs next on the Stansberry Show. The scary thing is, he's like this all the time. The Stansberry Show, Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. I'll tell you why I'm laughing here in a second. We're on Rock 106.9, online at WRQK.com, and Josh Begue just won his way into Slipknot. That shows April the 4th. He won his way in. Starting Monday on the program, I will have Motley Crue and Def Leppard tickets to the stadium tour. I'll have those for you starting on Monday on the program. Um, I'm laughing because yesterday we were talking, in this hour as a matter of fact, we were talking about bathroom problems and the wiping and what's better, a bidet versus toilet paper and like all that. We got a little crazy yesterday. Things got a little off the rails yesterday, right? And uh, it happens a lot on Friday Eve, <laughs> now that I think about it, right? And uh, I'm reading this message. He's like, man, your segment yesterday cursed me. I just saw a dude pooping in a five-gallon bucket on, <laughs> next to his truck on round 21. I died laughing. I fell for that dude, though. I'm a five seconds and something's going to happen, guy. doesn't matter where I'm at. Zero sphincter control at all. LOL. Jeez. That's, dude, if you're pooping in a, bu- like in a construction bucket on the side of your truck, that's a rough day, man. That's a rough Friday. I hope that dude drinks as much bourbon as he wants tonight. He has earned it. He has earned it. I almost had an issue yesterday as we were talking about that, by the way. I, I left here and, um, it was a little later in the afternoon than usual. Um, I, you know, I have, uh, other things to be doing after the program and then, but I went to the movies afterwards and I was hungry. And I was like, all right, well, I'm going right up to the strip to go to the movie, so I'll just get something right there. There's a thousand restaurants, right? And so I didn't think anything of it. I went and got lunch like the way you like like the way you normally would, right? And it's not necessarily the restaurant. It was just like putting food on top of other stuff that had been in there. And sure enough, I go into the theater and I and I scan my phone, like you know, and they get gonna give me my ticket, and I was like, and I, there's nobody, I mean, the, the theater was, you know, it was middle of the day, not that many people there. And I was like, I saw the bathroom sign. I was like, just do it. Don't be a puss. Just do it. Right. And I was like, nah, uh, we're going to try to ride this one out. And, and but there was a, the, I got to be honest with you, man, the first 30 minutes of that movie were a little uncomfortable. Uh, I saw Uncharted, by the way, yesterday I saw that. And I actually did like it. I don't know if it would be for everybody, but if you're into like, I don't know, searching for the treasure type movies, it's as good as any of those. You know what I mean? It's now outside of Indiana Jones. Those are kind of like, you know, we got to put those up in the upper echelon. All right, we were talking sad songs yesterday and today, by the way, and the number one on the list for American Songwriter was Everybody Hurts. And I think you guys have done a much better job picking out sad songs. We talked about um, how the rock world got overlooked. I want to do this because I got asked to, um, you know, but, you know, rap got kind of overlooked in these two. I guess Rock Bottom by Eminem. I don't really know that song. I don't know if I know that one. Um, uh, but apparently that one's sad. I was looking for Crossroads in the System by Bone because I was like, that one's kind of sad, right? That, that one's kind of sad. But I don't know. It feels weird to give you titles and then not be able to give you a frame of reference. But I wanted to do that there um, because a lot of people mentioned that about rap music. A, a lot of people mentioned this song since I was given the tickets away this morning. Snuff by Slipknot is pretty sad. I prefer Stone Sour. I know I just, a lot of people just got mad, but. Although early Slipknot's great. 
just a camouflage But what resembles rage again Alright, I can see it. I could see it. I, I you know, I, I know that's not necessarily. I'm not necessarily a big fan of the song, but I, I, I could see that. Um, some stuff that was on the list here. That was on there. She's on here twice, as a matter of fact, which I thought was a little overkill. I feel like pick if you're gonna put out thirty, pick one of these two, and for me, it's this one. Let you settle down. Let you found a girl. Now, what wasn't on the list? There's a lot of recency bias on the list because they gave you Sam Smith and they gave you all that kind of stuff. But the living years? Mike and the Mechanics? He was one of those guys. He played one of those little guitars, right? Like the Lego brick guitar. He had one of those, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was him. This wasn't on the list either. And I, I mean, the commercial, we talked about how imagery will sell sadness. Spend all your time waiting. And a German Shepherd with an eye patch on it is sad. <laughs> like, it is. It's sad. And so, like, that, yeah, you can kind of do that. She's got a great voice. A lot of people had that, you know, because rock really got overlooked here. It really did. This one doesn't necessarily make me feel sad, but I, it is a sad song. It doesn't necessarily pull on my on my strings like that. Oh, dude, he's right. Rob is so right. Where was? Where is this? That's a, that's a sad one. That's a tearjerker a little bit. Now, see, here's what happens, I'm guessing, right? Is that it's almost become a cliche. And so it doesn't maybe necessarily carry the same weight. This song was sad in seventh grade when when my seventh grade girlfriend broke up with me. I remember that one because it happened in the middle of the hallway in front of everybody. That was one of those nights where you were like waiting in bed. You were like, I want to go to school. Everybody's going to laugh at me. And like, will somebody just pee their pants so somebody else could be the story? <laughs> it was like one of those kind of things. And it was sad. And I remember I listened to it all night in my, in my bedroom. Oh, William's got a good call here. And no, it isn't on the list. He's asking, where's this? Yeah. Now, for me, though, and I, I think I'm in the minority here. I think the song that I like better from this band, and I think is actually somehow sells sadness for me more, is this one. This song just feels like, I mean, yes, party at the moon tower, right? Like that, like that whole thing. But this song feels like, I'm just supposed to know it ain't right. Tuesday's gone with the wind. It was here, then it left. See ya. Gotta go. The wind's gonna carry it out. 
There went Tuesday. We're on to Wednesday now, right? Like this is this 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 one kind of will get me. I'm not sure it needed to be eight minutes long, Skinner. But like outside of that, you know, I mean, yeah. That one feels sad to me. So yes, yeah, so we uh, we've done this a couple of different segments this morning. So some stuff did get mentioned earlier hasn't been mentioned as of yet. This is among them, the dance, but. The fact that the dance wasn't on the initial list. Because, again, it was American Songwriter, so from that I kind of expect all formats there. I felt like country got way overlooked. Rap definitely got overlooked in that. And I don't necessarily expect a list put out from American Songwriter to nail sad rap music and be like, Here, here's what's sad in there. Plus, it's just not that format. It's not. It's not that there's not stuff there that, that's available. But, yeah, but so much of that is machismo and, like, I'm the greatest and I got no feelings for women. We don't love them hoes. And, like, so much of it is about that that I'm not sure you, it's, you could turn on. You know what I mean? It's hard to turn on the waterworks in the gang-banging hoes at the trap house. You know what I mean? It's kind of hard to turn on the waterworks at that. The way it all would go. This song is sad. I think this song is really sad. I've been sitting here staring at the clock on the wall. Sugarland, the woman singing is Jennifer Nettles, for those of you that don't know, and she can blow the house down with her voice. She's amazing. And this song is about the fact that she is in a relationship with a man who's still kind of in his last relationship. And she's telling him, I don't, you know, just please stay here. The song's called Stay. And how hard it is to share somebody. And she keeps telling him, we don't have to live this way. Just, just, leave, just leave her and then we'll be together and we'll be happy. And she's running you through how he always tells her, no, 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 one day I'm going to leave her. One day I'm going to leave her. One day we're going to be together. One day we'll be happy. And at the end of the song, she ends up changing the lyric. She says, she just tells him to stay where he is. You just, you stay at her house. I don't have to live this way. I'm up off my knees. <sighs> Bro, that's sad. That one, she can pull the emotions out of you with that one. Oh, again, people are like, dude, if you're going to go to Poison, the other song, and I hope we have it, I would imagine Sonny's got to play that song, right? As I'm, I'll tell you what, um, yeah, here it is right here. Yeah, isn't this about his, this is about his security card dying, right? At least partially, I know he kind of talks about some other world events in the song. But from what, I remember the video, like, I'm pretty sure it's about the security guard dying, right? I'll be watching you from the police? That's not a sad song, that's a stalking song. The guy's literally stalking. PC again, people, th- that again, because of the way it sounds... People think that's a love song. It's not. It's actually about a guy stalking a woman. It's that's literally what that song's not sad. That song's creepy, is what that song is. That's yeah, like that. I'll be watching you is not necessarily a love song. That's literally about somebody creeping on a woman. <laughs> like it, it, and then it becomes a hit because again, we talked about that with like Brown Sugar with the Stones, and that's why they won't play it. And Born in the USA, and it's like we mix up messaging of songs because they sound good. Right now, I don't think that's a reason never to listen to stuff again. But yeah, like I'll be watching you isn't necessarily that's not a sad song. Like I know what it's about, so like I don't think it's sad. Unless he ends up killing her, that part's kind of sad, <laughs> right? Like that part's kind of sad, and I don't remember everything about that song, but I do remember that. 
Do we not have that? Yes, we do. We have to have that. I don't see it in here, though. Um, yeah, well, first of all, that's why. It's because the song's actually called Every Breath You Take. I forgot about that. But yeah, he's stalking her. Like this. Like, really listen here for a second. Sounds like he loves her. It's actually not what the song's about. Now, one of those songs that somebody talked about a lot, and and I and I uh, would agree here. Did I already? I think I might have already taken it off the list. Is "With or Without You" by U2? Damn it! Do I have it? I don't think. I think I already took it off this list. I apologize on that. Um, a lot of people mentioned this too. A lot of you guys like country music. Oh, okay. She put a man whiskey lullaby. Now, Allison like says, "What about this?" End of a midnight cigarette. Oh, that's because I'm playing it from two different places, Dan. That one there. That one's kind of sad. This, by the way, this album is wildly underrated. Long Cold Winter is so. I literally just listened to it last week, and it's great. He's got the right voice for that too. I get why like some people hate his voice and I can understand it. I love it, but I can understand people not liking it. Yeah, it's so man, people love whiskey lullaby, man. I mean, you I, you can go down these these messages. Thanks for these, by the way, guys. I appreciate you. I mean, but you can just see, I mean, dude, it's whiskey lullaby. Whiskey, I mean, people must I gotta I gotta get my ears on that song a little closer. People love that song. We'll do a little bit more of this next. Hang on. You thought Stansbury was a mess on air? Check out the show's Facebook page at Stansbury Show. Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. As we were talking about rap sad songs, there's one right there. They reminisce over you, Pete Rock and CL Smooth. I mean, it's literally about reminiscing people who we lost. By the way, if you're a hip hop person and you don't know Pete Rock and CL Smooth, get on that. You'll like that. I did anyway. Growing up, I loved it. Somebody asked me, hey, uh, Phil Collins, is this a Baker Mayfield song there? <laughs> Baker Mayfield song? I got to be honest with you. Um, that song's sad, and that's one of the reasons why I left it in. But it was scheduled. And it was scheduled the other morning at 5 a.m., and it was scheduled again like about three, four days later in the 9 o'clock hour. And I played it both times. And for that reason, I wanted to see what people said. Because when I saw it, I was like, ooh, really? Are we going there? Like, not sure Rock 106.9 should be all the way there. Like, I got to be honest with you. That was a little bit. I was like, yeah, let it fly. Let's see what they say. Like I honestly, I was like, let it fly. I want to. I want to see how right. If I'm right or wrong on this, I got to tell you, I feel like I might have been a little wrong. The amount. Of, I mean, the amount of comments I took the other morning at five, and now again, I got a couple here where people are like, "Dude, that's kind of cool." And like, all right, I would. I if, if I was in that meeting, I'd have been like, nah, I don't know about that one, <laughs> you know. And I love him. I'm going vinyl shopping today. As a matter of fact, if I see that record in the store, I'm buying it for sure. I love him. I'm a huge fan. I literally, like I said it earlier this morning, I, I literally just bought 
um, Invisible, uh, what should we call it? I, um, is that what the album's called? I forgot. It's in my eBay. I bought it, but I, uh, I, you know, I bought some Genesis vinyl. It should be delivered probably the next day or two. All right, we've been talking sad songs, and I, dude, John hit me up, and I said, man, a lot of people seem to like this Whiskey Lullaby song. And I don't really know the song all that well, but if John's right here, what he's telling me is, is that Whiskey Lullaby is about a guy returning from war. He's excited to see his wife, but he catches her with another man. He takes his own life after drinking heavy amounts of whiskey, and then vice versa. The, the, the woman that, the, who the song's about ends up doing the same thing because she can't get over the guilt. and She's depressed about it. He spent his whole life trying to forget. Well, if that's what this song is about, that is sad. We watched him drink his pain away a little at a time. But he never could get drunk enough to get her off his mind until the night. He put that bottle to his head and pulled the trigger. Oh, I do know this. And finally drank away her memory. Does anybody know who's singing with them? Does anybody know that? Life is short, but this time it was bigger. She sounds familiar to me. Who is that? Then the strength he had to get up off his knees. Brad's great. He is great. We found him with his face down in the pillow. Jeez. With a note that said, I love her till I die. Man, that's sad. And when we buried him beneath the willow, the angels sang a whiskey lullaby. Ugh. Oh, it is Allison Krauss. Oh, I'm being told Cheryl Crow, too. Now, now I don't know what to do. That sound, it sounds more like Allison, if I'm honest. Yeah, that's not Cheryl Crow. She may have done a version. Yeah, it's Allison Cross. She's great, man. Um, she, for those who don't know, she she's the one that does those albums with Robert Plant, and those are good. They actually just put a new one out. I haven't heard that one, but like previously, they've done some great work together. I mean, is as good as Led Zeppelin. I mean, come on, but damn good, man, dude. That would suck, dude. To go fight for your country, come home and catch your wife with another man. Oh my. god. God, would that suck? That would be terrible. And then to not be able to get over it, to have that happen, and then they both die, and like, jeez, that's a really sad song, man. Like, that's a that's sad subject matter there. That's so sad, I don't even want to think about it. That's That shouldn't happen. Don't do that. You should never cheat on your people. You know what I mean? There's no like, yeah, that one's all right. They're only a bartender. Sleep around. Like, no, like, obviously not. Right. Like, that would be crazy for me to say that. But, dude, if somebody leaves you like that to go do that, buy a vibrator. (laughs) Like, I'm serious, man. Like, dude, I have masturbated. I have bit down on the rope and have masturbated through dry spells, man. Like, I'm telling you, buy a magic wand, get the rabbit, get whatever the hell it is you need. But, like, don't do that to somebody by the way, and the same thing, I know women serve too. Like, let's not, I mean, I don't want to get fired on Friday afternoon. But, like, that is terrible, man. That is terrible. You can't do that to people. The number one song, by the way, for the list, the actual list, was this. 
It's a sad song. I just don't like it enough. And like when I hear it, I'm like, yeah, I know, cry, baby. <laughs> that's what I that's what I think when I hear it. Some honorable mentions that weren't on the list. See, again, I don't I don't feel like this song's sad to me. It's a great love song, and it's got that kind of tone. I, I get it. But to me, it's just a great love song. I don't necessarily feel grief or sadness. Now, maybe this is because this is my situation and I lost my dad and all that, but like when I hear this, I mean, bro, I can barely do it. I loved this song growing up, too. Loved it. And then, sure enough, just as the song's trying to teach you, you thought you loved that song until you had to love it. Then it's hard to love them. Yeah, you know what? I don't want to do it. I don't want to do that one. Sorry, I can't do that one. Gone Away, we talked about that earlier by The Offspring. It's one of those songs. I do love it. And if the right mood and if I'm in my car and I'll turn it up loud and I'll kind of belt it out. But if I'm in here, like if it's Wednesday morning, 9 a.m., whatever, and I just got to get through my day, if I hear Gone Away by The Offspring, I'm probably turning the radio station down in the studio because it just kind of gets me. It it just, it kind of gets me. I, it's, Oh, you know what? There's another one, too. There's another one. Um, and this came out when... A, oh, do I... Yeah, here it is right here. This came out around that time, I believe, of when it happened. So occasionally I'll be in here and I'm like, Nope. I don't know why, but that one kind of happened. That one, that song was kind of big. I think pretty big while that was while that was happening. So that that one kind of got here. Five Finger Death Punch did gone away. By the way, I think it was Jessica earlier. This one kind of gets her. Maybe in another. Life, I just like the Offspring's version so much more than this one. Yeah, I got asked did this one get mentioned, and yeah, it did. Um, and a listener actually wrote me one of the funniest tweets maybe ever when I talked about this one earlier this morning because I said, yeah, I, I get it. It's sad. And I said, I was like, I just hate it so much. And I do. I God damn it. I hate it. Oh, my God. Ugh, I just hate it. Um, that and yellow lead better. Jesus Christ. I want to punch Eddie Vedder in the mouth for both those. I uh, I hate yellow. He never says yellow or lead better in the damn song. Oh Jesus Christ! I hate yellow lead better, dude. That song sucks out loud. I um, but I, I said earlier, man, I just I just hate that song so much. And somebody said that should be the title of my memoir. <laughs> I just hate it so much. And I said, man, I wish I could deny that, but I cannot. I cannot. We'll end the show doing a few more of these, playing a few more of these. We'll do that next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. Socially distancing before socially distancing was cool. Gross. Ew. Hey, where'd everybody go? Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 1069, online at WRQK.com. Instagram, Zan.Sansbury, at Sansbury Show, both Twitter and Facebook. I appreciate you guys this morning, man. We, uh, <laughs> we played Sad Song Radio for most of the program, and I appreciate you guys playing along. You pretty much programmed the show this morning. Joe said, ah, what about 
Yeah, Dustin the Wind is sad. It is sad. It's a great song. Uh, let me see here. A couple of more. I got time for a couple of more here. So, Megan asked me about this one. We talked about this a little early on the program. I think it was in the 7 o'clock hour when we did this. And this song's sad. And when you think about the subject matter, again, abortion, um, and at least partially the song, um, that is sad, right? Like that, you know what? I actually don't want to kick off my Friday that way. I was surprised this wasn't on the initial list, but it wasn't. Candle in the Wind. Yeah, like that one, that one's pretty sad. I mean, we could go on and on. There's, you could fill hours of this. I'm already too far into Teresa's clock as it is, so I'm going to get the hell out of here. Um, if you missed anything from this morning, pick up the podcast shortly at WRQK.com. Aside from that, I am done. I'll catch you guys again next week. I hope, uh, well, y'all stay safe out there. Be good to one another. Meet me here Monday morning at 6 a.m. for another week of the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Hope you have a decent weekend, and I hope I can run into you guys around town. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.